Postscript of the Haunted Hotel. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Kainde. The Haunted Hotel. A Mystery of Modern Venice by Wilkie Collins. Postscript. A last chance of deciding the difference of opinion between the two brothers remained in Henry's possession. He had his own idea of the use to which he might put the false teeth as a means of inquiry when he and his fellow-travellers returned to England. The only surviving depository of the domestic history of the family in past years was Agnes Lockwood's old nurse. Henry took his first opportunity of trying to revive her personal recollections of the deceased Lord Montbarry. But the nurse had never forgiven the great man of the family for his desertion of Agnes, she flatly refused to consult her memory. "'Even the bare sight of my lord when I last saw him in London,' said the old woman, "'made my fingernails itch to set their mark on his face. I was sent on an errand by Miss Agnes, and I met him coming out of his dentist's door, and thank God that's the last I ever saw of him.' Thanks to the nurse's quick temper and quaint way of expressing herself, the object of Henry's inquiries was gained already. He ventured on asking if she had noticed the situation of the house. She had noticed, and still remembered, the situation. Did Master Henry suppose she had lost the use of her senses, because she happened to be nigh on eighty years old? The same day he took the false teeth to the dentist and set all further doubt, if doubt had still been possible, at rest for ever. The teeth had been made for the first Lord Montbarry. Henry never revealed the existence of this last link in the chain of discovery to any living creature, his brother Stephen included. He carried his terrible secret with him to the grave. There was one other event in the memorable past on which he preserved the same compassionate silence. Little Mrs. Ferrari never knew that her husband had been, not as she supposed, the Countess's victim, but the Countess's accomplice. She still believed that the late Lord Montbarry had sent her the thousand-pound note, and still recoiled from making use of a present which she persisted in declaring had the stain of her husband's blood on it. Agnes, with the widow's entire approval, took the money to the children's hospital, and spent it in adding to the number of the beds. In the spring of the new year the marriage took place. At the special request of Agnes, the members of the family were the only persons present at the ceremony. There was no wedding breakfast, and the honeymoon was spent in the retirement of a cottage on the banks of the Thames. During the last few days of the residence of the newly married couple by the riverside, Lady Montbarry's children were invited to enjoy a day's play in the garden. The eldest girl overheard, and reported to her mother, a little conjugal dialogue which touched on the topic of the haunted hotel. "'Henry, I want you to give me a kiss.' "'There it is, my dear. "'Now I am your wife. May I speak to you about something?' "'What is it?' "'Something that happened the day before we left Venice. "'You saw the Countess during the last hours of her life. "'Won't you tell me whether she made any confession to you?' "'No conscious confession, Agnes, and therefore no confession that I need distress you by repeating.' Did she say nothing about what she saw or heard on that dreadful night in my room? Nothing. We only know that her mind never recovered the terror of it. Agnes was not quite satisfied. 
the subject troubled her. Even her own brief intercourse with her miserable rival of other days suggested questions that perplexed her. She remembered the Countess's prediction. You have to bring me to the day of discovery, and to the punishment that is my doom. Had the prediction simply faded like other mortal prophecies, or had it been fulfilled on the terrible night when she had seen the apparition, and when she had innocently tempted the Countess to watch her in her room? Let it, however, be recorded, among the other virtues of Mrs. Henry Westwick, that she never again attempted to persuade her husband into betraying his secrets. Other men's wives, hearing of this extraordinary conduct, and being trained in the modern schools of morals and manners, naturally regarded her with compassionate contempt. They spoke of Agnes from that time forth as rather an old-fashioned person. Is that all? That is all. Is there no explanation of the mystery of the haunted hotel? Ask yourself if there is any explanation of the mystery of your own life and death. Farewell. End of postscript. End of the haunted hotel. Read by Kane Day of Bahatrek.com.